When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sports Day SA, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey gear up for the winter at Toolkit Depot with a huge range of outdoor power equipment and winter workwear. Hey, just before we go to Mark Bickley, we talk about silly things, journos. You know, sometimes they, they do it in tennis, ask the question to really agitate. The Moroccan captain goes to a press conference. First question this guy says, um, have you got any gay players in your team? Have you got any gay players in your team? Now, same-sex relationship is illegal in Morocco. So what a stupid question to ask. Whatever which way she answers it, we have or we haven't, and the sh- the press have got shut down. Wow. Uh, you got to sh- don't you go and talk about the game. Oh. What, I mean, what I you, found what that really. What are, you, what are you there for? I found You're there it, for the game, not what people do in their private lives. And I've heard often at um, tennis press conferences too, where they go completely off track to try and you know get you to say something controversial. So it's got nothing to do with the. With the game they play. So, so what would happen there? Okay, I mean that that's devilish, isn't it? Really? What is you? You're trying yeah, yeah. to get a, a response so, so what and a headline. Will happen, what will happen to the uh, who employs that person? I don't know. Was it male or female? I, I don't know. I what think it was a male. Do you okay. know? So but, what happens to the employee? What do they say? Uh, you can stand. Well, mate, down. it got headlines. So. Or you can stand down, or is that's we're going to we're going to tolerate? Well, it. maybe they're after headlines, and they got headlines. I don't know, but well, I just thought it was so unbelievably you, stupid. I hope we we'll never do something like that. Well, another man that loves the headlines is our next guest, uh, captain of uh, two-time captain for Malcolm Blight, ninety-seven, ninety-eight. He's a fellow commentator on SEN and also does breakfast and does a good job there. Mark Bickley, Bix, how are you? I'm very well, David. Uh, good evening, Malcolm. Great to have you Mark. on board. Um, let's start with Port Adelaide. Wonderful game. I don't think there's any losers there. Port win by two points. Collingwood. Wouldn't have felt that bad, and and same. The I don't think Port Adelaide are feeling too bad. They know they can compete with the top. So how do you see the game? Yeah, I, I actually went along. I took my two boys along just because there was two cracking teams in really good form playing, and, and it certainly didn't disappoint. And I was so glad the weather held up because it was looking pretty ominous. Oh, as was it early? Yeah, made our way across the bridge, but. Fortunately, for the for the forty eight thousand people that went along, it was a, it was a great game of footy, and it was it was actually interesting because the pressure was able to be sustained because of the slippery conditions. You, you just didn't you couldn't use your skill to get out of out of danger yep. or out of pressure because you had to often double grab the ball or it was very slippery and you had to take a little bit longer to make sure you took the ball first grab, which meant that the, the team putting the pressure on was just able to maintain that a bit longer. So it was a real good old-fashioned game of footy where it wasn't, you know, high-scoring and free-flowing, but it was great pressure and there was great consequence with it seeming to be every every contest. And, um, yeah, like, like you said, I don't think there was uh, too many losers in that. I think the only thing that it proved to me again is that Collingwood just have become very good at owning those big moments. And I reckon if Port Adelaide had their time again, they could probably pinpoint four or five... Yeah little moments they'd yep. like to have back where they just 
made it a little bit easier for Collingwood to, and, and generally Collingwood went and scored some, some goals from that. And Port Adelaide maybe missed an opportunity or two with some set shots. But other than that, there's not too much difference between the two sides. No, we'll talk about the Crows in a minute. I want to ask you about Matt Crouch. I'm I, talking to David earlier. I, I just got this feeling. I, I thought he played really well. He, he tried to run a bit. But, hey, showdown 54 is up. We know that big weekend this weekend in Adelaide. Now, you were captain of a team that was in showdown one all those years ago. It, it was one of the most unbelievable build-up. It was almost like a grand final, certainly a final. Mark, just relive that moment for, for everyone listening there tonight. Yeah, and I, I think you summed it up pretty well in terms of, you know, we played in two grand finals, so we got a sense of what that's like to build up for that. But it was just only it was only just a tick below that, you know, like the first one, because there'd been so much anticipation around Port Adelaide coming into the competition, and 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 there was a lot of um, Crow supporters who were absolutely hell bent on making sure that we didn't lose to the the new kids on the block, which unfortunately. It ended up that way that we did. Uh, we were sort of hamstrung a little bit with a few injuries in, in the lead-up to it. But it was just this this huge sense of make sure you do the right thing and, and win. And from Port Adelaide, they were the, the challenges that, that probably had a bit of a free hit where nobody expected them to, to win. Uh, and their supporters were sort of coming in, chirping a little bit and sort of hoping they'd make a good account of themselves, but not with high expectations. But as it turned out, they... Um, they played pretty good footy, and they had some some good young talent, some good experienced talent, and they, they got over the top of us, unfortunately. That, but Bix, was, the was, build-up was fun. Was yeah. that the quiz question? Who was your first ruck in that first showdown? Oh, yeah. TG? Tommy Gilligan. Tom Gilligan? Yeah, yeah that's did. a quiz question that yeah. often gets thrown up. Yeah, he did, didn't play <laughs> Well, and, and he was against a pretty handy player in Matthew Primus, and Matt was like an Adonis. You know, he was in his prime at that stage, and, and um, yeah, he got, got a fair bit of ball, and... and those were the days when you could grab it out of the ruck and you could sort of set it up. You could, they had a really good midfield with, with um, you know, some blokes who knew what they were doing. So, yeah, unfortunately, we didn't quite get there. But in the end, the year turned out okay, I reckon, Malcolm. Uh, Mark, that's, I love the way you put that then. I was gonna, we only got beat by 11 points, which, you know, and we dominated the last quarter. But, yeah, we won the second game and then went on to win the flag. So I, I just reckon if it did anything, it just sharpened us up as a group. And now... Number 53, number 54 later. Time goes, and the number is... Uh, Port Adelaide are in front, though, Mark. 27, the Crows, 26. Yeah, I think that's the great part about it, yeah, isn't it? it? Is. Like, you can it think is. about 54 or 53 games, and it's and it's within one in terms of wins and losses. There's been a couple of streaks in there, uh, but by and large, there have been really good games as well. You know, particularly in recent times, there's been some crackers. and um, Yeah, and I think... Adelaide, when you look at Adelaide's performances this year, they've actually performed really well against the really top echelon side. So they've they pushed Collingwood twice to within a point and two points. They're the top team. They beat Port Adelaide on the first occasion. They beat Brisbane here at, at home. And they've just been beaten on the MCG by Melbourne by yeah. a couple of points. So there's the top four teams right there. So I think that's the thing that probably Matthew Nix takes away from it. The, the style of play they that they've got at the moment where they... You know, when their pressure's really good, they can actually rebound pretty well and they've got the potential in their front half to score fairly well. So I think they're, they're certainly on the right track and, and they'll be ruining perhaps a couple of close losses and particularly early in the season, maybe 
Richmond and GWS and, and a couple of other games, they may have felt like they'd done enough to win, but just didn't get the points. I think if they are both full strength, I think it's 50-50, but I think it's 60-40 now. Port, Bixer, you take Rankin, Rochelle, Murray out, and there's doubt on Laird, doubt on Sloan. I don't think Crows quite have that depth to replace those guys. Yeah, it's interesting, David, and I think you're right with that. But I'll tell you what, I actually really like what I saw on the weekend. It was a bit of a fresh look. You know, I love what Moon Curvis did. You know, he's particularly mm. some of his stuff early on, he just played with some poise in his first game, which I, I quite enjoyed. You know, I'm a big G for, for Cook. I, I just think, yep. um, you know, he might not be there yet, but he's got all the makings of being a really good player. He's a good size. He's a beautiful kick. X-Factor. He's got the ability to... To step around a player, he takes the game on, you know, he's got a bit of X factor, and I just feel like that's the one thing that, you know, I know you've got Rankin and Walker, but in and around the footy, I reckon Adelaide are pretty blue collar, and so when you get one or two players that, that can, you know, step around an opponent and then run 10 metres, I think that's really un, unsettles opposition defences, and I think he's a player that can do that. So I didn't mind the, the sort of the new look that Adelaide had, and I'm keen to hit. Get your thoughts on Matt Crouch, uh, Malcolm, because he came back in. Schomburg was another that came in. So I'm hoping um, those guys. And, and the other one is Jackson Hately. Like, Jackson Hately's out of contract at the end of the year. Let's find out about Jackson because he's been here almost three years now and, and probably maybe once or twice he's had a bit of a run at it. But in recent times, he's been in really good form but hasn't, been able to work his way into the side. So I'm just interested to see what happens to him at the end of the year and, and is now an opportunity to have a look at him if, if Laird's injured or Sloan's injured because six foot two and a half midfielders, they're pretty handy and that yeah. seems where the game is going and that's what you got in this guy who's, you know, go back four years and he was a first round draft pick. So he's got some talent, but let's see if he can... Um, how far he's come in the, in this last 12 months. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Just with Matt Crouch, yeah, I was, with David and I have been talking most of the night. He, I thought he used his legs and then handballed rather than just handball yeah. flat-footed. So I thought he was creative. I think it was one of the you know, his better games. I, I nearly gave him – I think I gave him third best for the Crows. I thought he, the other, We had a caller from Bob from Woodville early in the night, Mark. He talked about Himmelberg replacing Nick Murray. I've been on this page for a while just in, in, in a really quick summary – do you think that could happen? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed that they haven't played him in the sample for the last three and a half months because when you look at Adelaide, Himmelberg, I don't think, was going to replace Phil Thorpe. I think they really want to give Phil Thorpe a run at it. He's not replacing Taylor Walker um, and he's not replacing Riley O'Brien, I didn't think, anyway. So the, the Achilles heel for Adelaide is that, that tall defender yeah, and... You know, this, they've had a bit of rough luck with their defenders. You know, Butts has been concussed a couple of times. Murray's fallen over. Now Duda's out. I just thought if you... I know they brought Keane in and they've got um, Borlays as well, but they're just not quite tall enough. Those boys are about 194. Yeah. Butts is the one. He's, he's 200. And, you know, when you play against a side that's got that big, tall key forward, you need that one big dinosaur defender who can defend them. And I just feel like even at stages this year, Butts has just been a little bit below his best and they've subbed him out a couple of times, but you just really haven't had a true replacement. So I thought that, you know, if I was Elliot Himmelberg, early in the year I would have been saying, you know what, I reckon my best passage into this footy team is if I become a really good tall defender. His brother's done it yeah. at the Giants and become a great player. You go, I wonder if Elliot could yeah. do it. So, yeah, I'm, on, I'm a bit on the same tram. Good on you, Bix. See you this week. Can't wait for the showdown. Mark oh, Bickley yeah. on SEN. Special comments there. Does a, a terrific job. But uh, 
I still think Port Adelaide, just at the moment... Yeah, uh, look, look Mount, a bit better, don't they? I think 60... Only on the back of the injuries yep. to Rankin and Murray, and they really do need Leedy to come up. So that game will be on SEN, and I cannot wait. It is 6.41.